Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there, welcome back. So this is part two in the team dynamics discussion. Last week, we talked about how really building trust and using values and decision-making to get there, understanding the ways to give and receive constructive feedback. And lastly, thinking about communications, your style, the nuances of communications are the ways to build a healthy team where there is well-being at the center, but also keeping in mind that productivity and profitability are core to what the team is doing. So this week, I want to dig into a little bit of numbers. And we've seen that, you know, there's there's various sources of information, but Zipia, which is a um, HR platform, they have done research saying that 57% of people quit the workforce in 2020. There's lots of different numbers, but I thought that was especially um, important Like when we're trying to build teams and acquire new talent and knowing that that many people are quitting without jobs, as you've heard, is really important to understanding what is actually going on. And a lot of it's around team dynamics and the manager. Gallup um, Incorporated estimates that the cost of replacing an employee can range anywhere from one and a half to two and a half times the employee's annual salary. So a hundred person organization you know, if they're paying fifty to sixty thousand dollars, you're talking about turnover can run you up to you know well over two million dollars a year just addressing turnover. And then we also know McKinsey has has also come out and said that organizations seeking to retain talent and transform their workforce need to make smart and effective training solutions to build culture, healthy team dynamics, and upskill their people, including their HR people. Because what we often find is that that the main people in the organization are up-leveling their skills. But for some reason, the company forgets to apply and and give a budget to the HR professionals. So they are not necessarily getting upskilled. And if they're not upskilled, we all know that's going to be a really hard challenge to create a healthy team dynamic and create a really, an environment that only has, you know, high profitability, but also that, that we've maintained people's well-being. So, after talking about trust and feedback and communications, the other things that add to healthy team dynamics and what I've done in many of my trainings when I go into organizations and work with departments is one, we need to make sure that roles and responsibilities are clearly defined. Yes, this could be a job description, but it's also understanding that there's sometimes, you know, I don't believe that there are tight white edges around a job description. Like I stop here and you stop there. But we're really thinking about who is the main owner and whether you want to do a a RACI or a RACI, responsible, accountable, consulted, informed, and getting really clear in who are the key stakeholders based on the particular initiative or task at hand. This is going to eliminate confusion. I know it takes work. And I know so often people are like, we don't have job descriptions. 
making sure that you have the specific and that level of specificity is going to eliminate conflict from arising and bringing down morale. We often see things like confusion between marketing and sales, like who's responsible for what, or sales and delivery. Finance and operations is another big one, or where business affairs and legal, which sometimes is one and the same and sometimes isn't. Um, Also sales and customer service. Seen the same thing between creative and media. Um, Any of the departments that are sort of in that batoning, right? The handoff between one department to the next, that is a place for enormous growth, increased morale, increased productivity, because people then really are clear in what I own and what I own and whether I'm first chair or second chair on it. So that was one of the places that I would definitely start off with, um, you know, arcing out and making sure that you get, you know, potentially even an employee resource group together to figure that out. I recently was brought into a large tech company to do some of this work, and the teams have been apart for over two years. So helping them see where they had shared strengths and also where you have sort of that beautiful Venn diagram, you know, where two circles are coming together, and then also knowing where they are, they're really having gaps. So having strong uh, skill set strategically, but in this case, they were very light on the executors, made it understandable to people why there was so much frustration. Team was getting burnt out because you had people who were really strategically inclined, who were thinking about solutions, but then no one to actually pick up that task. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach, among other various coaching certifications, but this strengths coaching understanding when you bring it into teams, I find that there is no faster way of creating confidence, conviction, and hope that it's going to get better and build those ways of working than doing this kind of work. The next area that I see as being so vital and is often overlooked is making sure that there's an engaged leadership team. A good leader fosters a positive environment, making sure that communication, trust, respect, you know, that it's all really well-maintained. And they're also setting the goals and they're outlining the steps that the people that are reporting to them and adjacent to them need to achieve. What I see so often is that the leader has so much pressure on them and they don't have an outlet to figure out how to alleviate that. And for various reasons, they don't want to go to their C-suite or the, it might, might even be a C-suite, um, that they're kind of left struggling. And this is an area where executive coaching comes in phenomenally helpful. Um, a, a coach that has their integrity intact. It is a private container between the executive leader and the coach so that the company itself does not know any details of the experience. Um, or that in my case, many leaders hire me directly and I'm not even working for the company and the company doesn't know, like it's almost looked upon as a secret. Um, cause I think in, in the past coaching was looked upon as if there was something wrong with you. And, I really think in recent years that has changed and that coaching is about how you level up and how you get to that higher level performance. I mean, if we look at top athletes, they all have coaches to get them both on the mindset and the physiology side that they're working, anatomy, physiology, and mindset to have that high level coach. So, you know, coaching has been some of the most phenomenal um, growth that I've had personally. And I see the same thing within my clients. So making sure that that leader is engaged and also making sure that 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 leader isn't burnt out so that they're checking out. So often when they're so burnt out, they're just like, I can't handle it. I'm just going to focus on this one or two things. And that's another place where coaching and, you know, leadership and HR needs to be playing a role in understanding talent mapping and how the distribution of work is flowing so that we're not burning any one particular person out. 
The next area that I'm really seeing is in collective goals from a, a, um, a team dynamics and team management standpoint, that when we're working towards one large goal and then individuals are clear in how their individual contribution ladders up or layers into that overall project success is vital. It's vital for your own sense of purpose on the project. It's vital for knowing, you know, when to raise your hand and when, you know, we're not afraid to pitch in um, and help out other teams if they need help. But it's it's knowing, like, when is your job a job well done and when can you pick up another task or when can you actually call it a day? The other thing that I see around goals, and it's really important in the first team concept, is the idea that we look at teams horizontally and not just vertically. So your peers that oversee or do similar job titles in other departments is really looking at as a first team, especially as your leadership team. So the head of sales, the head of finance, the head of legal, the head of marketing, uh, the head of tech, that's the first team. They are working together as a team. And yeah, they have people reporting into them, but they need to make sure that that first team is solid and sure, because that's going to trickle down to the teams that report into them. Um, you know, the OKR, the objective and key result, knowing what the objective is and knowing how we're going to measure it is also really helpful in morale and team dynamics. And that that goal clarity also leads to reward clarity. So if I know I hit the goal, what is the reward? The reward could be bonus or commission potentially. It could also be other things that I'm seeing around employee engagement and what the team may or the individual may achieve or win win as a result of their achievement. So this rounds out the areas. I mean, team dynamics is um, is such an important spot that I just feel like so often isn't taken into consideration. It's just like, we're going to hire a bunch of people. We're going to expect them to figure it out. And sometimes they really do need an outside facilitator to help them get there. So building successful teams is completely possible. And when we improve decision-making, we make sure that we have value and cultural alignment it becomes much easier. So that's what I have for you this week. I would love to know what you're doing around building teams and team dynamics. And of course, if you want to talk about this, I'll put my information in the show notes. I do do workshops both virtually, on demand, and in person. And I would love to get in there with your organization and help you. I want to help you. All right, friends, I appreciate you so much and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.